Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt's as the company who makes those rad all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell, and look, we're a real podcast. Look. <laughs> hey, I'm Nick Gunbarian on The Real Podcast. Hey, guys. I haven't seen you in a while. It's Mike, a.k.a. Honda Supply, hanging out, talking to you guys. It's been a while, and I'm sorry I haven't been here, but I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Apology not accepted. Ah, Who are you? <laughs> had one job. JK, it's awesome to have you here, dude. We're stoked. So, um, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we look like a real YouTube channel. I'll just say it. You don't have to tell me that we do, because I know we do. Thanks Dude, to Mike. I, I, I'm going to say two-thirds. Well, thanks to Mike, absolutely. And hey, thanks to Roosevelt. But I need to work on my lighting, guys. I'm not ready for the big screen, for the silver, for the moving pictures. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. We look we look good-ish. It's work in progress. Yeah. But uh, the overlay looks dope. I'm a fan. Mike made this literally 15 minutes ago as we were mm -hmm. si sitting here because we're using this new streaming software. And I was like, hey, we can do this, this, and this. Amazing. And he just knocked it out. <sighs> what a Very guy. impressive. Most impressive. My clones are very impressive. So, so we're talking about Star Wars? What's going on? Yeah, we're going to do that. I think we like Star week, Wars. This week, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, we're going to turn over a new leaf. We're switching to Star Wars. <laughs> so we... I don't want to say we didn't have anything to talk about, but the stuff we have queued up is kind of on hold. It's coming up in a few weeks, and then we've got a thing later in June because we've got the um, the behind-the-scenes for The Mandalorian Season 3 coming up. And we're in this in-between time, and with a lot of things going on with us being in bands and playing shows, we're trying to organize the schedule. And we decided, since we just launched new Patreon tiers less than a month ago, we have a bunch of new patrons, and we're doing Very this nice. video thing. Shout out to everyone who's uh, subscribed since then. We got a bunch of new patrons. It's awesome. The community's growing. We wanted to do something Patreon centered, specific. So I wouldn't call this like a full blown AMA, but I, I went to the the Discord server and hit up the patrons and asked for suggestions on topics or questions. Kind of just want to like hang and just talk Star Wars since we're here streaming. And I, I was hanging on the Yellow Card stream last night because they just debuted their their new EP. And everyone was just hanging out, having cocktails, and just chilling. And it just seemed like a fun vibe to do that with Star Wars tonight with you dudes. Yeah. Well, I, I like it. Was, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there's probably some core memory created during uh, COVID that this is how we all kind of hang out. Not just us, yeah. but people in general. So uh, 
so yeah, I feel like it's it's just something that people do now. If it's a last resort as opposed to like getting together and actually doing it. And for a lot of people in the modern age, no one lives near each other, you know, or it's possible you don't live near some of your best friends. So this is how you hang out. That's it with us for sure. Like mm-hmm. we all became friends exactly like this. <clears throat> Adam didn't even know that I had a bottom half. No. A while. I thought you were a floating torso. Yeah. <laughs> when I showed up in Florida, he was like, your legs, you can walk. Thought I expected maybe to see. there was like a spider legs, like yeah. Darth Maul situation going on with Mike. Could be. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a, just a pram just below the nards, you know? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Top half, Lieutenant Dan style. But no, you, Mike has legs. I do today. Yeah. So, um, actually, before we dig into the Patreon stuff, I want to talk about something that I, um, it, it just struck me as funny. The past 24 hours, we've been working, well, we've been working for a few weeks on something, but the past 24 hours, I was specifically pulling a bunch of samples from the original trilogy, the audio samples to use for this project. And I was going through the Darth Vader stuff. And there's something really interesting that happens when you're not watching. You're not only not watching Star Wars, but you have the dialogue absolutely isolated. Shout out to Henry Clark, by the way, for helping me out with this and, and hooking it up. We took the, so he got the like the full quality 4K versions of the films in 7.1 surround sound and then just pulled out the center channel because in surround, the center channel is mostly dialogue. There's some right. other stuff, but it, it's like the best way to completely isolate it if you don't have the multi-track session. So we got this and I'm, I'm just going through and I, I went through like all three movies to just get Vader. You know, I'm like going character by character. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is, turns out there's like 10 minutes or less of total dialogue period with Vader. That's not on screen time, but like that words, sp- words spoken. Yeah. It's crazy. That tracks. And uh, if you could guess the order of the three films most to least dialogue mike go first what would you guess most are we talking just original trilogy mm-hmm. Vader. Uh, most is empire second is return of the jedi and one is a new hope nick i'll go return of the jedi the most empire and then new hope last mike wins haha i had to do something different yeah that's true because you're saying like ditto (laughs) it's not by much between the empire strikes back and return of the jedi but they're both quite a bit more than than uh, a new hope Mm -hmm. and that makes sense like with the way that lucas originally saw vader as just like a crony of of the empire of of tarkin you know before he had the whole idea of this becoming the the anakin skywalker story Mm -hmm. no i had it i had the idea the whole time (laughs) Uh, you got that. your facts wrong. I missed that impression a lot. <laughs> why do we always? Why do we, whenever we talk George Lucas impressions, we always give him a Southern accent. Why do we do that? It's just well, easier. Well, Nick's <laughs> just a big uh, Bill Clinton fan, so that's true. Ever, everyone who is have you ever seen 50. Bill Clinton and George Lucas in the same place? Oh, actually, valid question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is where conspiracy YouTube channels start. It's like I, putting yeah. on. It's like putting on like the, the fake glasses with the nose, and then you can't tell. Or like Superman. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all you got to do is, if you're George Lucas, throw on a Southern accent. Nice, and no one could tell that. That's definitely that's definitely not Clark Kent <laughs> up in the sky with that giant <laughs> red cape on for sure. Because Clark <laughs> Kent has glasses. It can't possibly be him. There's no way. 
so the there's just something like really transformative about i don't know if that's the right word it just it's a whole different feeling when you're just listening to the audio number one it just it it, it was it's funny how well I know these movies and I'm sure you guys be the exact same way as I'm skipping through. I'm just like skipping ahead, you know, a few seconds at a time with the keystroke, just, and I hear things and I'm like, Oh no, it's coming up here. Nope. There it is back up. You know, I just like know exactly where all the stuff is, all the beats, but then like you hear, especially on a new hope, how absolutely janky the (laughs) audio is. Yeah. Like all the, all the stuff on the tangent four, a lot of the, uh, like the death star, uh, conference room stuff you can hear the edits and the go, going from one mic to another or a different take different mic position right it's like blatant and then the interesting thing going from a new hope to the other two is how james earl jones's voice it, the version of vader that he does changes there's definitely different stuff with the effects how they processed it how they eq'd it but I mean, he, he was, I, I, you know, I don't want to say he was winging it, but he was still figuring it out in sure. A New Hope. And then there's like a drastic difference in his, his timbre, his tone, like, you know, it's, it's several notes lower, like his <clears throat> kind of average note that he's, he's hitting that, that, that register. And there's some, there's some stuff in A New Hope also that's just hilarious. <laughs> when, you, when you hear it isolated and it doesn't have the image to go along with it, and it doesn't have the score and everything so much. So I have a bunch here and I want to play them. And it's it's good stuff. So A New Hope, right? Commander, tear this ship apart until you found those plans. <laughs> you know, just the pitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty high compared to... Captain Piet. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. You know what I mean? Different vibe, di- like different pitch. Much lower. Is that pretty much like a new hope when he basically yells? Is that like the only time we ever heard him like get visibly angry besides the like the slash on his arm where he's kind of yelps? Oh yeah. 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 And it, there there are things in a new hope that approach where what where he went in The Empire Strikes Back, like this is closer. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh this he is here. You know, that's a little more. But he has this, like, higher register, almost, like, mid-Atlantic kind of accent that he's mm-hmm. doing. Like, it's got little... It's it's very, like, thespian, kind of. Sure. Which would track for his his acting career at the time. Yeah. He's a stage actor, so, sure. Then he fully settles in to... What is a general? You know, this... <laughs> and I'm sure Skywalker is with them. With them. But... Like, wait. But isn't this also like uh, filming this and Carrie Fisher's disappearing English accent in the first like <laughs> yeah. ten seconds of the? Yeah, I don't think I could do the accent. George is like, don't worry about it. No one's gonna know. Like, just, just speak <laughs> yeah, in your yeah. own voice. <laughs> yeah, just carry on, carry on. So good. Oh this, boy, this is the one that made me laugh out loud when I heard it because once I got them all, they're all isolated into separate samples, and I was just tapping through the preview. You know, just. Bit, rap, 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 going through over and over and over and they're all I, I trimmed all the silence so it's over and over and some just jumped out at me like like that's that's funny like this <laughs> one did you find any droids 
He sounds he sounds like yeah. like Peter Sellers, like Inspector Clouseau. Like, did you find any droids? No. Did you find any droids? Yeah. You know, isn't it just like so different to hear it? You have only begun to discover your power, your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict. You know what I mean? It's goofy. It's very it's very <laughs> pulpy. It's very pithy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love it. He is here. <laughs> but it's just... I told you she would never consciously betray the rebellion. I told you. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. Turn it off, please. <laughs> it's like the greatest villain of all time. Like, everyone loved this dude. And the fan response was, like, part of the reason that Lucas elevated him as a character. And it was this guy. Leave that to me. You know? Commander, tear this ship apart until you found those plans. You know? <laughs> but see, all I hear Maybe when he passengers. does is in Sandlot. Like, yeah. that's all I can see. Just in without without seeing Darth Vader, it just sounds like he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a... Oh, this is bad. He's got a trash can on his head. He's yeah. just yelling. <laughs> Yeah, damn kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's great, though. I love it. So to update the George uh, George Bush, George Bush, who are we talking about? Georgia Bush. Not George, George Bush. Lucas. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton. George, George Clinton. Lucas. <laughs> George Clinton. <laughs> when I said that, have there you is. ever seen him in the same place? Two people in the chat, Henry and Jason, both were like uh, actually in the Roosevelt Room of the White House on October of 1995. All right, so, we stand corrected. <laughs> That's good. Well, me and Johnny Hopkins smoking <laughs> that shit every day. Theory squashed. All right, let's talk about some things the patrons want to talk about. The first thing from Sex Tooth, oh. sixth screen name. Hello there. This is something that we covered a little bit, but I figured we should do it a little <laughs> bit more. Nick doesn't remember doing it. Maybe you weren't here. Man, my, Nick doesn't my even brain. know what planet he's on. Yeah, Would my brain is, uh, it ain't great these days, guys. <laughs> Get a new brain, bro. <laughs> so, I remember Celebration. I don't remember talking about the movies, but I trust you. You said we did. Okay, good. <laughs> we did a little bit, I feel like, on the, the first YouTube video. Yeah, that makes sense. Podcast, whatever. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, but since you were there, let's talk a little more. Sex Tooth just wants to hear our thoughts on the, on the three new movies that were announced at Star Wars Celebration 2023. Ooh. Those three movies being James Mangold's uh, Jedi origin story, James Mangold, who did Logan, the best damn non-MCU Marvel movie, period, mm -hmm. I think. Like, that's almost an objective truth. And uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Ford, Ford stuff. Versus he was Ferrari. at some point doing a Boba Fett movie, right? That's yeah, what that's, I think yeah. the show turned Which into. Which transitions into my first point about all of these movies. Don't get too excited. How many <laughs> things has Star Wars announced and canceled Yeah, in the last five years? <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I feel confident that we're getting them. I mean, they, they seem like they're relatively down the path of uh, making them. But I'm just saying. I, they cancel a lot of stuff. Yeah. Fire a lot of directors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is... Like I said, the, the Jedi origin story is supposed to take place thousands of years before the prequels. It's been referred to as a biblical epic. I think that's what he said. Hmm. Right? Like old school, just like 
you know, the, the scale of like a, a Ten Commandments kind of thing, I think was the vibe. What was, what was the conversation like at Celebration, Nick? Because um, he was on stage, right? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really get into too much. I, I could be mistaken, but I don't, I don't, I think that just the facts of it being whatever they said, like 25,000 years or something uh, was exciting enough. I mean, they really didn't get too much into <clears throat> all of those, even when they brought Filoni up. I mean, they said kind of the same stuff that they've said all the time that it's going to be like this culminating, like kind of battle of the Mandalorian universe. Um, but yeah, the Mangold stuff, I don't remember anything like really sticking out besides the time frame of it being, yeah. I want to say it was 25,000. So there are some now legends books. I think there's a trilogy about the, the Jedi origin story. And there's a thing, I forgot what it's called, but it looks like the Mortis sort of, um, what do you call that? The structure. It's like two pyramids, you know, one mm -hmm. upside down, one right side up connected, whatever that shape is called, floating throughout the universe. And I haven't read these. I've only read about them. But that takes place 25,000 years ago. And when I read this synopsis or, you know, whatever you call it, the description that's like on the back or on the inside sleeve, whatever, my first thought was, man, I want something that's just like on a planet, maybe one spaceship can get out in orbit this is just like you know like maybe 20th century level technology you know i don't want something that spans the entire galaxy i want some mm -hmm. old shit <clears throat> because twenty five thousand years before the original trilogy implies to me like people are just out there driving internal internal combustion engine cars and you know yeah using um you know hairspray that's killing the ozone like it <laughs> it, it isn't like interstellar travels type stuff. So yeah. if this really is a biblical epic, maybe he's going that route. Maybe he's keeping yeah. it. Maybe there's no technology. Maybe it's just a straight up. What if? I mean, here we are. We're just riffing now. This structure thing exists. The force <laughs> exists. But really, this is the story of the first Jedi. So maybe it's just somebody on Earth who, on Earth, somebody yeah. out there in the, in the galaxy who taps into the force and the structure you know, Mortis comes down, you know, the, the, the father, son, daughter, like all those entities come down and are, and are like, wait a minute, you could use the force. You feel the force, something like that. So maybe How did you it wouldn't have us? to be, maybe it wouldn't have to be technology, but it would be almost this, this contacting of something greater than yeah. that person for the first time. Yeah. Like a, a spiritual <clears throat> version of like the star Trek first contact kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Hmm. I can I like get with it. that. Hmm. The bum out to me, it's a stupid, unrealistic bum out. But Ryan mentioned this on that stream that I, I've been like casually working on a Jedi origin story <laughs> that, that is kind of like that, like just one <laughs> planet. Maybe there are two planets in the solar system that have life kind of thing, but it stays in the one solar system. <clears throat> and I had a couple, I had like three key ideas that I thought would just be the sickest thing ever to see on screen. And I don't know. I knew this was going to happen. Something <laughs> like I, I was going to not write the thing. Even if I wrote it and sent it, nothing was ever going to happen with it. Someone was going to make this movie and I was just going to, you know, be grumpy in my basement. But I think I'll love it regardless. Yeah. 
You have to write it. You you announced you announced that you were writing it. You have to finish it now. No, when the movie comes out and half of the fandom doesn't like it, you could be like, "My version was better." <laughs> yeah, I told you so. They would have hired me. I have a GoFundMe. All I need is like twenty million dollars. <laughs> I will I'm gonna make, make this it. movie badly. I'm gonna light up those comments, dude. Mm-hmm. You just wait. No, uh, what I really need is Nick for you to hit up your boy Matt. I'm going to give him a post-it note with three concepts on it. Mm -hmm. Have him send it on through. It's a three-story group. Hey, James, it's a few ideas. I want you to check them out, like Hurley and Lost style. (laughs) Sure. Check it out. Or we'll just write the whole thing anyway, and it could be on another planet. Because if it is like a first contact thing, this this idea that someone discovers the Force has to happen for the first time for like every species that ever connects to the Force. What is the terminology the fir- the first Jedi or like the first four? Like did they discover the force? Is it has it, to exist, right? This it, force has to chicken right. it's a chicken or egg thing, right? Is it so the does origin the of the Jedi Order? The 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 wording was something like the first person who figure out how to wield the force. Mm-hmm. Float that's rocks. Yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that so, actually would be amazing. <laughs> Ow, I stubbed my toe. Ah, and all of a sudden, <laughs> like, oh, whoa, how do I do that again? Dude, it's a person just stubbing their toe and pushing mountains over. <laughs> That's an absolutely valid way to discover it. And how funny would it be if they discovered the dark side first? Yeah, just I was going to say, so that sounds, that's, being that's, angry. that's rooted in anger. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God, this power. This power. It's pretty sick. You should have seen the rocks, dude. They're everywhere. <laughs> my gosh. All right, then the um, the other movie that has everybody just up in arms. I was arguing about it today, as is tradition, because I just can't not. Mm. Charmaine uh, Obaichinoy, if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, uh, director of Miss Marvel and Saving Face, is doing a new sequel trilogy era, post-sequel trilogy, post-Rise of Skywalker, <coughs> feature with Daisy Ridley back as Rey, building a new Jedi Order. We're stoked for this, obviously. We've talked about that a bit. How, I mean, since we're speculating, we're just doing it. You think they're going to go, you know, 10, 15 years within the time frame of what has passed? Or are they going to go way far? I think they said it was 10 or 15. Okay, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, I want to say it was 15. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. I think that that just leaves, it leaves them room to write and they don't have to worry about literal exposition about what happened for the last 15 years um out of all the three movies that they announced this was absolutely the one that made me the most excited all i wanted since the sequel trilogy ended was more of those characters uh, hopefully john boyega signs on um yeah i mean it'll be tricky i mean we know force ghosts are a thing so yeah this is going to be tricky to not to because really, in the sequel trilogy, Ray wasn't necessarily strong enough to see Force ghosts, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end, she heard him. She saw Luke on Octo. She should be, she's going to be strong enough to see Force ghosts. So, how don't you just have like Mark Hamill and Hayden Christensen and every yeah. Force ghost ever talking to you? Like, it's a, it's a tricky thing that we might have to like. We're already suspending disbelief by watching Star Wars. We might have to suspend it even further. Yeah, I'm I'm on board though. 
I mean, that, that a, a few people did it, but there's a really solid YouTube edit where somebody put in the force ghosts of everyone who was speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my I God. That. It was yeah, sweet. Amazing. Um, I think there's also a part of like, we look at the, we're looking at the hierarchy of these things, right? You have a very, very, very vocal dedicated fan base that is pining for an old Republic era thing, right? We also have the high Republic, which is seemingly that's kind of now being brought really into the fray in terms of fallen order. Um, There's definitely a lot of content that's kind of like accumulating into it's going to be harder and harder for most people to like ignore what they just don't want to see. Right. Right. Um, So I do get worried that because there's a lot of stuff in the old Republic um, that's really cool and doesn't feel anything like modern star Wars for a modern audience. Right. There's just like some overpowered characters. There's just like a lot of like, kind of goofy, you know, the, the, the lore makes sense, but it's just, I, you, I might be hard to actually get original trilogy fans um, who didn't grow up with that to get like completely buy into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So then at the same time we have like the Mando, like uh, a, I have no idea if this is actually true, but um, there has been positive really 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 positive reviews not reviews but uh there's been really positive feedback from what they've seen from ahsoka um of course rest in peace to ray stevenson that was absolutely tragic that we found that Mm. out um but and then we go and then we have the sequel to the sequel trilogy which in my opinion of those three movies the mandoverse is the way to get people back into a movie theater to go and see the most probably iconic character in the past 10 years. And then Ray would come after that for a younger audience that I was just at motor city comic-con last weekend. I saw three rays. So despite what angry 40 plus year old men think on the internet, uh, it turns out that there are uh, kids who like a character that was designed for uh, a new crop of star Wars fans. Shocking that that happens. Uh, Hey, Hey, cr- give credit to the 40-year-old the men. I feel like they're not even half as pissed off as the as the millennials who grew up on the prequels. <laughs> this is true. That, that's this where all a, the hate is. Yeah, it's ironic is, as hell. Yeah, this is actually very true. So I'm I'm personally really excited about um the fact that the sequel trilogy sequel is kind of wide open. You know, there's there's a ton of stuff that I think that if Filoni wants to again if Filoni wants to somehow extend the series to say, we want to be able to jump even further into the series. I mean, again, we talked about this, uh, the fact that we might be able to see Mandalorians in this Ray film, which I don't think we will, but the fact that how they write the story of the Mandalorians could, they could exist in that, uh, in that, in that film, in the universe of when they're writing it. I'm like, that's something to get really excited for. So, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know what's the most I don't know what's the most important one, but you know, in terms of thinking, uh, what's going to get the most people in the theaters? I mean, it's going to be hard for it's going to be super exciting for people to go to the movie theater and see a Avenger style movie of Star Wars with characters that we grew up watching on TV. Grew up literally like five years ago. 
So yeah. something to think about. Yeah, it's going to be insane. And speaking of, let's move on. Speaking of Mandalorians, oh. great question. And here we are, like just breaking tradition and theorizing all over this podcast. Um, there was, I'm trying to remember who it was, and I'm just going to find his post. I don't know if this theory has been around, but Darth Lunchbox in our chat here. Nope. Wait a minute. Oh, it's Maddie Gunner was the Dry- Dryden Voss theory. Maddie Gunner was the original, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we think about the, the theory that Dryden Voss is a Mandalorian, a former Mandalorian? I... I think that that theory is has more words written than Lucasfilm has words written for Dryden Voss's future. Like that is so well fleshed out and makes sense, but I don't think that they, I don't think Lucasfilm has like a backstory of Dryden Voss. But I love this theory. I mean, all of this stuff makes sense and is cool and gives his character more more depth. It would make a lot of sense, you know, thinking about what people tried to uh, figure out what to do with their life, what they do, mm-hmm. you know, when their entire planet's gone and we're seeing it in, in the Mandalorian, you know, s- some of them just turn into shady mercenaries and some of them going the, the more righteous path. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty sick. And I'm, I'm about it. Is this a theory that's like been around that I just missed somehow that people are really talking about? I haven't, I haven't seen it at all. I'm sure it, kind of spun off of like how did he get i mean i know that he's basically in like probably rare antiquities and you know he's Mm -hmm. got he's got a a trophy room i assume uh but he's got that remember he had that kind of like mandalorian style uh it looked more like traditional samurai in the back of his ship Mm -hmm. uh and so i think that's probably where people were like ooh. but i think when we see him when we see him at that point of uh, he's already pretty well established with Crimson Dawn. So, you know, it's like, he's not that old, which makes me think that he could have been raised Mandalorian and then was like, get rich or get out of the way. Die (laughs) trying. Yep. He's also like the Mandalorians we see in the Clone Wars. They're all white blonde people. So yeah, it's that, but do you want to go over these, these bullet points that Maddie uh, brings up? Ooh, yeah, ooh, sure. ooh, we got we got bullet points. All right. Oh, we oh, do. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like this is, seems so much more like flushed out than Lucasfilm probably has. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, his first bullet point was the first light was built on Kalevala, a planet in Mandalore system. It's true. And it was built by the same corporation who built Satine ship. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. He has a suit of Mandalorian armor on his ship. Okay. Yes, yes. He is highly trained in like hand to hand combat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he obviously had a connection to Maul, Maul, Mandalorians, Maldalorians, all that type of thing. That's a huge connection. I like this. I yeah. like where this is going. This is all checking out really, really clean. This I don't remember, but we so we saw Dryden Voss for a second in the Clone Wars, right? Yes. I know. He, yeah. Okay, so his last hollow. bullet point yep. says he Dryden was ordered by Maul to go into hiding during the Clone Wars. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's another connection to Maul there. Okay. <laughs> like i said i'll believe anything because i just don't i like it do they even have plans they probably don't even have plans for dryden voss's character so i feel like it's the kind of thing where john and 
and Larry Kasdan just thinking like, oh, that would be kind of cool, right? If he had some kind of affiliation, cool. And then Filoni ran with it in season seven. Yep. And then the the mental rabbit hole, you know, the the thought experiment that went down in Filoni's brain is probably as far as it's gone. Like you're saying, there's probably nothing on paper. If there is, it's in the notes app in Filoni's phone. But the the thoughts have been thought, you hmm. would think, whether or not there's any kind of plan. Just like Lucas back in the day, like the amount of crap that he had on, you know, yellow notebook paper and just in his head, I'm like, oh, this would be cool one day. And then sometimes he did it. Sometimes he just flipped it to something completely different. It's a it's a completely viable theory that wouldn't require a bunch of retconning. Mm-hmm. So I hope they go for it. So and then uh, <laughs> Logan in the in our Discord also did say that it's like near human because remember when he gets super mad, he has that like that. Yeah, like yeah. those those tracks like light up. They like yeah. get super red on his face. So maybe that makes me think that he's not Mandalorian. I don't know. They were pretty mm. into that pure blood weirdo stuff. Yeah, true. So I don't know. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that I'm thinking that might. I don't know. I don't. know. I mean, he could he could have been a foundling from one of the moons. I mean, it's true. They, they haven't true. They, they've named, what is it, th- three moons or whatever in canon? Yeah. Doesn't mean they can't throw another one in there. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't there mean was another can't. moon behind the one moon. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> there was a dark side of that moon. Yeah. yeah. Long, long eclipse. That's why we couldn't see it. So, oh, I mean, even, something. you know, they haven't gone deep on anything other than Concordia, right? And yeah, yeah Concordia on. And yeah. There's like not a ton in canon compared to a lot of other things. There's there's lots of wiggle room. There's lots of space to write stories is what I'm saying. So sure. they okay. could make it make sense. All right. Sure. You heard, you heard it uh, here on the podcast second. Shout out to Maddie Gunner. You heard it here first. Yeah. Shout Good out. Stuff. Good stuff. Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over-print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. All right. What else? What do you guys think? Oh, here we go. Speculation and hopes for Kenobi season two from Peyton P. Oh, man. Man. Mike, you spoke up. So what do you think? So I... Because we heard some stuff recently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that there is a tremendous opportunity, um, like kind of looking back on it, I think in a, in a, a way, I think that there was... I think there was some there's some corporate mingling that m- stretched out Kenobi's story uh, for probably more episodes 
um, than it was originally designed for just because to do the whole like make sure you're a subscriber at the beginning of the month so that you can see the season finale kind of a thing just and we there's stuff that's obviously happened ceo changes and all that stuff that you can now read about strategy and stuff like that so in a lot of ways i would be interested in seeing I'm, I'm trying to come at it from a standpoint of being like is kenobi a compelling character that has existed in all of our hearts and all of our minds because of what he's been. And at some point do we have to let him sit in our, like kind of sit in our brains and not our eyeballs to just say what he learned from Qui-Gon when they left at the end of the series, is that what led us to the point where, Ten, another 10 years later here comes luke skywalker in beggars canyon looking for obi-wan kenobi and like what he has learned along that that process of times where he's probably helped save luke but you just get to a point where eventually it's like you keep treading would would there be no way to tr to retread around the idea that like obi-wan is there to protect luke how many times would we want to repeat that story mm -hmm. and would it turn into something where people would eventually just start saying like what's he even doing like just blah 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 and i and i almost get more scared of what could go wrong versus a really great story that would make sense for a continuation of where we saw him and there's almost kind of like a do we want to let his character settle from the epicness that was revenge of the sith then into kenobi where we see a man who's like regained his trust in the force amazing battle with darth vader on whatever did we did we say what that final planet was was it it was definitely it it seemed like malachor right i thought it was malachor right yeah, yeah okay so i don't think that it's like confirmed but right it makes so it it's like at some point you just have to leave these pieces where they sit so that your brain can just settle on them and I just, I don't know, like season, season two would be awesome because I'll take any more Kenobi, but simultaneously at the same time, it's also like, do we want to, do we want to let him, his character rest so that we can make that gap in our mind versus seeing someone else's other interpretation of it? I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting question. Uh, to me, before the series or whatever, if it was going to be a movie first, if you asked me five years ago, Ewan McGregor and told me Ewan McGregor was coming back. What do you want to see? It, it would be Kenobi and Vader. So I just, I don't know what else would be compelling that has implications on at this point, if you're going season two and it's after, obviously in the timeline after season one, you're just getting closer to a new hope and what the, the empire just has even more of a stronghold. Like what is the story? It left off with him kind of w with Qui-Gon. Mm -hmm. So just what's the story? The only mm -hmm. thing I could really think of, which makes somewhat sense, but I don't think it would have any impact on A New Hope or the original trilogy, is somehow Cal Kestis, you know, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. And maybe... Yep. Quinlan one of Boss. these one of these new jedis that have whether it's ahsoka cal one of these people that have been introduced post original trilogy someone needs to die they're not in the original trilogy you know so like yeah. if, if it's the video game character you know that that could resonate pretty huge with a pretty successful video game franchise um 
I just don't know. I don't know what the story is. Right. And then we have, and then simultaneously, like I, I would be interested in seeing more of the network of the path. Mm -hmm. Like that would be interesting. I mean, the fact that we, that everyone, everyone who has followed star Wars outside of traditional, uh, you know, film or TV media knows who Quinlan Voss is, right. He's Mm -hmm. this, like, he's got this great design, of course, like Hollywood's so boring at this point, they'd be like, Jason Momoa is Quinlan Voss. (laughs) Um, but I think that there's something, I think there's something in there that would give, um, a little bit of breath to possibly inquire a little bit more about other Jedi. But then at the same time, I get so nervous because it's like the power of, what could be a, a live action retelling of what happened in rebels. But that episode, the twin sons of rebels is like one of the greatest animated star Wars episodes of all time. So yeah. I get very, I would like get very protective of that because I think that like Kenobi's arc in rebels is so great on its own. And I just, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard because like there's been some tradi- some other media that has done those characters so well. And just to bring it in for, uh, you know, a live action retelling to just try to get more eyes on it. I'd love to see that, but simultaneously, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Yeah. I, I think speaking of animation, I think it would be awesome to do a Clone Wars animation style. Cause that's, that's my favorite personally thing that that's about the path you know yeah. that 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 is all about jedi and working with little you know fragmented rebel cells re- rather than focusing on a particular cell of rebels like we had in the rebel series you know what i mean more mm-hmm. it could it could be quinlan it could be quinlan series altogether you know like you could be focused on him i would love to see that and i don't know i mean i i guess it's it's hard to think of some of how that would specifically differentiate from rebels, but that's what I mean. It's tough. Like then you're be so character driven with the kids, you know, but I I think you're just, to me, it starts the more and more you introduce more force sensitive kids. You just have this huge question of where are they? Yeah. You know, and I just think that that's a question we don't need to ask because then we're going to have so many people asking for an answer. Like, yeah. where are they in the original trilogy? So I, it just seems like, why not adapt that story to Ray is doing that? You know, Ray is finding force sensitive kids and or, she's clearly building a, a new Jedi council in her new movie. So I don't know. Or is it a, uh, is the, Kenobi season two basically to launch Tamara Morrison as 12 different people. <laughs> yeah. Starring Tamara Morrison as Captain Cody. I mean, supposedly, I mean, I, I, I will take this as fact because I can't imagine it not being, not being fact, but rumor is Tamara Morrison will be in Ahsoka as Captain Rex. All reports are pointing to that. Mm-hmm. And we knew that. We, yeah. Knew. I, mean, I mean, is how, he the how, last? How he yeah. Is he the last of like, Filoni created characters that we haven't seen yet. Uh, well, There's probably we, a couple more, but like as far as like main characters, go. I mean, if you count if you count rebels, we, you know we haven't seen Kanan. We'll, yeah, you know we're, we'll hopefully see Ezra in this mm-hmm. thing, and hopefully he's not just dead. <laughs> he's dropped that, and you know, Ahsoka just finds Thrawn. Um, yeah, Kanan would be the only one, unless they do a flashback with Kanan, mm-hmm. which would be weird. 
you but know, I think, it, but Freddie, Freddie Prince just said that like, he's like, nah, man, I'm too old. I'm too old for that. Which like, I don't know. He's also an actor. So people, yeah. I mean, how hard did Lars Nicholson like be like, no, I've never heard of Captain Thrawn. Yeah. Same thing with Van Damme. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I've never been on it. <laughs> <laughs> I never got the call. I will, here's my lightsaber, though, that I have. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, oh, wow, okay, sounds good. We were just talking about Star Wars randomly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good question. But um, that that's that's one that I tread, I tread lightly. I think some of our patrons uh, in the Discord are more looking at a Vader uh, like would be interested in a, a very a short you know mini series of like just Vader's brutality, which that's again, what I'm into. Yeah, which is tough because again, like I've I've talked about this on the podcast before. There goes between a line of being like you know is are we are we just looking for violence porn or are we looking for um, Vader to be fleshed out as a character that like possibly starts to show um, his own struggle which i think that we kind of saw in kenobi is his struggle of like trying to maintain the fact that he has to be angry to tap into his power now and that like he's trying to like actively kill the part of him that remains that wants to to draw to the light so um you know i i mean at at this point i would take a rogue squadron series that's just x-wings flying around this has been my banter on this podcast for years now just give us that, and we don't have to worry about any characters. We're going to have all new characters. Ship go fast. Thank you yeah, very much. I, mean, I just, that seems, I don't know what it is. Like, I have enjoyed all new Star Wars, but there's just something about not needing to speculate on, well, if Kenobi season two happens, how is it going to lead into New Hope? And blah. it's like so freeing to have new characters with a mm-hmm. completely open ended. You know, it, it change. You could speculate based off of what, if it's a TV show or a movie, but you don't have to consider the Skywalker saga. And I think that yeah. that's got to be that's such a big point. They have to move in that direction. I know that they're you know they kind of just found their footing almost ten years after buying Lucasfilm and Mandalorian's a big hit. Cool. So let's live in this for a little bit. But right the sequel trilogy characters just need to like that needs to move forward. And that's going to be what star Wars is. Grogu will be there to, to kind of combine the two eras of the Disney plus series and then TV uh, and then movies. So I don't know. Last thing I'll say on this, last thing I'll say on this, you could do a Vader series, that is focused on him maybe turning an inquisitor or someone else into a Sith apprentice mm. and that, that struggle between, you know, knowing, you know, the master always knowing that the apprentice will seek an apprentice and then try to overthrow, overthrow or kill the master. You know, I, I think there's some, some fun stuff to do there and they could weave Cal Kestis into that. Sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I mean, that game, those games are just like, I mean, gaming in general, it's, it's, it's bigger than the movie industry. So it's an untapped uh, storytelling fountain. The fountain's not the right word. It's a deep mine in terms of like putting stuff on screen that there's a built-in audience for. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to show up regardless. I mean, some stuff that um, clearly needs to happen that hasn't happened yet is getting kind of ridiculous. Like, Cal 
needs to happen in live action. Hey, you want your Disney parks to do a lot better? Put Batu in a, in a show. We've been saying that for five years at this point. Skeleton um, key. Skeleton crew. Skeleton crew. crew. Yeah, yeah. Duh, my bad. Yeah, Idiot. I mean, seriously, just way to like it's it's almost insane to me that they haven't done it yet. So yeah, I don't know. I I really think that Disney, someone at Disney is saying, look, everyone thinks that everything we do is just for money. If we don't wait at least a few years, that's all anyone's going to say about it. Look, see, yeah. they're just trying to sell tickets to the park. They got to give it some time. You know, Disney's didn't, almost going out of business because of that. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Galaxy's Edge open today? What do you in mean? 2019? Yeah. No, no yesterday. Oh. Yesterday. Yeah. Happy so, birthday. We're only a few years in. Happy birthday on Batu. Seems like it's been forever, though, in some ways. You know, it, it seems like. It's like always, it's always been, been there. there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> five, I mean, it's it's five years, though, which is what's crazy. Think about it that way, right? Mm-hmm. No, three, four, four years. Four years, yeah. right? So, yeah. but you think about that and you go, we're approaching half a decade, which like in American attention span is pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, whew, that's insane that we have gone so many times and previously I had never been to Disney before. And I've been like five times Mm. and I would have never gone there if galaxy's edge wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I mean, I lived here two years before galaxy's edge opened and I went to Disney twice in those two years and then galaxy's edge opened and I was like, you can't, you can't make me leave. (laughs) I'm staying. (laughs) How many times have you gone this year, Nick? I don't know. Countless. I literally have no yeah, I mean more than ten. Mm. Not enough. Impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. So somebody Peyton also while we're on the subject of Star Cruiser and Galaxy's Edge, or we're on Star We're talking about Galaxy's Edge. We're gonna talk about Star Cruiser for just a second. Uh Peyton talked about how um it's so meaningful for everyone who experienced it. We're talking about us, I assume specifically in this point. He's never gonna have a chance, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He had hoped it would uh, be his first venture into costuming cosplay and at least one of his kids. Question is, what is a good gateway in into it, into cosplaying with the Halcyon now being grounded? Mike, this is probably a good question for you. Sure. Well, I think, Peyton, wherever you are, um, your local convention or a convention that would be travelable for you and your kid uh, is a great way to just have fun almost at every uh large city that has a convention the 501st are there you can go and wear something the 501st rebel legion mandalorian mercs any of those those costuming crews are going to obviously welcome any kind of star wars inspiration with open arms and we'll probably take a bunch of pictures with you but simultaneously at the same time there is a huge amount of people that go pretty heavy into costuming just for galaxy's edge and there have been people who i know that sometimes it feels a little goofy to go i'm going to walk around in florida with all star wars on while i'm riding mickey's runaway railroad i get that um but you you know i've seen an x-wing pilot flying on uh on you know toy story land or whatever it's called (laughs) Uh, but I think I think to to even just to not just kind of think in the in the mindset of the Halcyon is closing, so I can't 
cosplay anymore, which I know is not what he's saying. But I think certainly like your convention is a great place to start. I think the online community um, that of, of costumers that have kind of been in our network, um, clearly uh, celebration, if, if you can go to celebration, that's incredibly welcomed. Uh, and I think in general, just do it because you want to, not because you are, don't know if there's an opportunity um, to wear it. But I certainly would say that your local conventions and Batu uh, going to Disney uh, and hanging out in the Star Wars land is totally acceptable to be yourself, wear what you want, look cool, get a photo in front of the Millennium Falcon, dress up and come to Mosh Eisley. Yeah, that's the thing. We'll welcome you. Cons and park going bounding. You can't officially wear like a full blown costume of a character who could potentially be at the park. But the bounding thing is a great entry point, like a low friction entry point into costuming when you you can you can take kind of earthly things and make something that has the vibe of the character but isn't a full blown costume. And just that process of kind of gathering things, even around your house, going like, oh, that scarf could work, or these pants have kind of the right kind of pockets and, you know, stitching, whatever this works. It's so exciting. I mean, I have a whole trunk full of just crap that, you know, kind of looks like stuff and either I'm going to tear it up and, and sew it into something, or I'm just going to throw it on and let it be a bound. And to me, that's, even if you never build a full costume, that's all the fun in the world. You know what I mean? For sure. So just do that. Yeah, I think, and if you're looking for a reason, Mike, Mike, you kind of touched on it. I mean, 501st does, it's a nonprofit. They do tons of events, whether it's baseball games, going to hospitals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you need like a reason, like motivation to actually put together a costume, getting approved by the 501st will eventually get you some gigs. I feel like where you could at least meet other costumers and do some good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, Hey, just do it for the gram, man. Do it for the gram. <laughs> There's a great account to follow. Um, I can't remember the exact in- Instagram handle, but uh, Billy Maddox, B-I-L-L-I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have like costumes, like 501st approved costumes. His whole thing, is, I mean, he may have some, but his whole Instagram is dressing like Star Wars in day-to-day life. Sure. You know, cargo pants and cool belts and, mm-hmm. you know... Um, uh, what are the boots? Uh, Chelsea boots. Yeah, you know, and it, like all all the vests and things like that. And he'll post where he gets them from. Yep. And he'll he'll post like every day in the bathroom at work or whatever. He just takes a shot of his daily outfit. And I'm hella jealous of that. And that's just like <laughs> going to H and M and Target basically. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, yeah. why why have I not overhauled my whole wardrobe? Sure. So. <laughs> yeah i think he goes by uh i think it's maker maker maddox maker maddox yeah. uh yeah, yeah there we go so yeah he's a he's a super nice guy he's been he makes a lot of really cool stuff and uh yeah he's he's been really good at putting together like um there's a couple people out there that have put together almost like inspiration palettes of mm-hmm. you know just kind of giving you an idea of like okay when someone says dressed like star wars it's like you know are we are we wearing vests that's always the thing vests and ponchos and you know, kind of oversized belts and, you know, you can, at this point you can get so many awesome things off Amazon with a little bit of powder, weathering powders and pigments. You can look very, very swarzy, very, very quick and actually quite affordable too. So yeah, that's it. The, uh, the kind of turtleneck sweater thing, like the baggy thing that 
that was underneath my poncho at the first Mosh Eisley at, at Celebration yeah. 2021, whatever, was a women's maternity clearance thing at Target that was like $7. I remember how hyped you were to tell, <laughs> yeah. like you sent us a picture of it in in the dressing room. You're yeah. like, guess what this is? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. It just looks like a shirt. You're like, wrong. It's a women's maternity <laughs> shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm as hell though it's a winter maternity shirt apparently because i've sweat my ass off in that thing with a poncho over the top that's par for the course with cosplaying you're just gonna yeah. sweat yeah that's true that is true yeah it's a desert put on all the layers you know that's what you do nick did you uh i mean we're not going to give it away but did you do any cosplay recently that you liked yes okay so there Period. you go there you go so now you guys know this mystery we nick posted did. about it it's not a mystery we posted about it yeah that's true that's true so nick got to dress up like a biker scout mm -hmm. the top half of him mm. and uh what do you think can i talk you into maybe maybe ha maybe maybe making one yeah you could talk me into that because okay, sounds good. just the top that i put on was so much more comfortable and easy than other things that i own okay so you guys heard it here first five first pathfinders were on the way <laughs> Can't you get your Mando kit approved by the the Mando Mercs, Mandalorian Mercs? Probably. I need to... I keep saying that I'm going to go spend a weekend in Vegas and just work on it with Nino. And every time I go to Vegas, it's for other things than working on armor. Classic. classic. <laughs> just a classic case right here. I just went to Vegas this last weekend, but I had to see Bad, Bad Religion. Bad Religion. It's oh, classic. <laughs> Again, another classic Gambarian right here. <laughs> If Yo, there's anything that I am, it's classic. <laughs> classic Neesons. <laughs> so um, Jason and um, Ryan M and he, <clears throat> Heath in the chat are all talking about going back to the Star Cruiser thing and, and what to do since it's gone. So there's Outpost X, which oh, is yeah. opening this year mm -hmm. in northern Utah, somewhere in Utah. That's like some... Tatooine style huts, you know, bed and breakfast, just like just a handful of them in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. That, you know, it's by no means like uh, a live action role playing thing. But someone else, I'm trying to find it in the stream chat back here. It's back like a half hour. Someone was talking, someone was talking about something else that is like a LARP kind of thing. Did you guys see this? Mm -mm. Oh, oh, Jason, Jason Chiodo said it. Uh, there's like a fan source Star Wars LARP. He said there's going to be a Star Starkers or Burning Man somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, what the hell is it? I have that a feeling that Outpost X is about to get very popular with Star Cruiser closing. Yeah. yeah, and I think people are going to fully just commandeer the experience and turn it into something right far beyond what it is because they're they're making like land speeders out of golf carts and stuff like right. that, but they're not going full on. So right, right. But I think needs. it's I think then people are gonna like, you know, we've we've even thought about this like at our own Halloween parade that we have. Or it's not Halloween parade, but we have like here in our little town in Michigan, we've got a downtown trick-or-treating that like all the businesses downtown in our, you know, one hundred and two hundred block contribute. And we went with a pretty big five oh first presence here and people just thought it was the coolest thing, right? So we're kind of already thinking like there's all these kids waiting in different lines to go into the stores to get candy and you know, we're like you know, should we have two people dressed as, you know, Jedi or rebel pilots being like run up to random kids who are at the end of the line and be like, Hey, here's a code disc. Like, 
don't let the stormtroopers see it. And then mm-hmm. the stormtroopers would walk over and be like, you know, we're looking for a code disc. Who's going to, you know, just something to like add to the interactivity of what would be really fun. And we have done that at some of the cons. We do that at the movie theaters um, just to make it a little bit more experiential. And I think what you're going to see at Outpost X is like, yeah, you might, you might get some people that could be super interested in actually having actors come and like present a part of the experience. Um, possibly could you possibly say we have an acting company that's going to come and like do a story for us and you pay Mm -hmm. the acting company on top of just a separate from uh, outpost x for just the lodging and accommodations like that could be kind of interesting so i think people are going to miss star cruiser for sure because that level of it was so dialed in but i think it's going to inspire people to kind of say what can we do outside of all the flash and magic which is kind of part of star wars so I think it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with it, but I do not doubt the fandom for a second. Yeah, there's just there's a giant void that will need to be filled in a few months, and like you said, you can never underestimate what the fandom will, will pull off. So I'm stoked for it because we're we're all, despite the fact that we're going <clears throat> on the second to last voyage, we're we're already already feeling that that big void in our hearts and our our fan experience so we'll see see how it pans out uh let's start wrapping up and there's a good oh uh logi wan kenobi logan foy william ryan key is watching rebels right now he's in the middle of it and he said if he could be so bold he may be on nick's page Mm. feeling like rebels is that he prefers rebels over the Clone Wars. We should just oh, do an episode. Man. Let's just do an episode man. one day. Rebels versus the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan was the saltiest dude about being like, I can't get into it. I can't get into it. And now he's gonna get. He's gonna hit. He's gonna season, flip, dude. Right. He's gonna get to the end of season two and be like, "Where has oh the show God. been the whole time?" You're like, dude. He's gonna see one of the best Star Wars that ever Star Wars, and it's just <laughs> like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Oh, the the Discord is like blowing up over being like, let's go out and let's do burning. <laughs> They're calling it burning mosh out <laughs> at Outpost X. That's great. Dude. That would be amazing. There's no reason that we can't get to the point with Mosh Isley where we can do an actual cruise, like the Emo's Not Dead cruise, the Warped at Sea cruise, and just go for it. It might be years from now, but there's no reason that can't happen. I yeah. like that. I like that idea a lot. I'm also saying though, like, let's do Outpost X. Like, let's get, <clears throat> let's see if we can get our buddy Robbie. Mm, dude, come on! Like, let's figure it. Like, have him and a couple company people come out. Like, let's let's pay for the trip. Let's just, do it. All right. Just we'll put build together a, the plan. We'll book the whole thing. We'll add on whatever we need to to pay for the cast members to come and do a side gig. We'll side work. Yeah, Ooh. this is a great idea. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Making yes. dreams come true. Uh, a couple quick things before we wrap here. Sky's the limit. Any plans to bring music friends back on? Love to hear Feldman or Mike Herrera again. Yes, I was actually saying the other day, since we're now on YouTube and we're reaching another, uh, you know, a bigger audience and we're doing video, there's no reason we can't bring every guest that we've already had on back on again to, to stream with us. So I mm-hmm. think that's a great idea. And uh, Maleficent... Maleficent wants us to talk more about Mosh at San Diego Comic Con. If you're watching right now, oh yeah, you have like one a, hour, one or two hours, right? Mm, we'll do it. It's it's San Diego, so let's do Pacific time. So we still have four hours until midnight. Four hours to get merch oh. bundle 
pre-sale packages. Merch that will not be available for sale separately. You can only get it via marshlicely.com. They're great shirts. Nick, where's yours? I made a video today and it was posted on the internet, on the Instagram. Who wants to see it? Who wants to see it? I'm looking at I'm looking at you two. Oh, oh. Rourke wants uh Dion, oh, Dion back on. Yeah, we have to have Dion. Yeah, we have to have Dion. We'll, we'll reach out Berlin, to yeah. people we've had before and then we should find some new people. And I think just in general, us doing video now, I mean, YouTube obviously is a huge thing. Um, we could bring people on who have some sort of uh, YouTube presence already. Yeah. Collabs. Not, ev- not even just musicians, but other cool people. Hmm. This is interesting. George Lucas. So are we. He's a huge YouTuber. Or yeah. is he a huge TikToker? I forget. That's he. George loves TikTok. Yeah, he does. He he strikes me as a guy who loves that. Uh, so we are going to talk briefly about Mosh before we go because we're ramping up. Yeah. There was another question about is there? Uh, let me find it here. Potential ooh, ooh, for ooh, ooh. Kelly. Oh, Kelly says plans for Mosh in Japan 2025. I mean, we're we're moving and shaking. I mean, I would love to do it there. We'll see. It's a little, it's definitely far off for us to plan. Nick isn't allowed to go because he has tattoos. <laughs> Sorry. No, man. No, we're good. Um, Wrong culture. Tattoos are all good. Um, I would say yes. You know what? You know what I would whoa, like? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> here we go. Here we all go. Right. I'm on here. I gotta, confirmed. Yep, I gotta make the poster. I gotta go. It's the middle of 2023 right now. If in a year and a half, Mosh Isley isn't like 10 times bigger than it is right now. I'll eat this hat. So it's on the internet. We're two well, years I'm, away. I'm here. We're two years away. It's gonna it we're gonna make it happen. That hat doesn't look very edible, so I, I'm gonna take I it. I love this hat. It. Please don't make me eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's close with this. Mike, our buddy Jason Jason Chiodo, who I, I forgot to mention earlier, is is doing this this project with us and just crushing it. Kiefer as well. Uh, we're, we're doing really cool things that we can't talk about specifically because it's a surprise. So shout out Jason and, and Kiefer and um, let's, everyone else involved. Well, we got a lot of people like, like let's, let's frame it up a little bit. <clears throat> and I know nope. that everyone thinks that I'm notorious don't, for saying so. just, just, you are, don't you? No, no, shh, don't, shh, 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 shh. don't say why. Just give me one second. Okay. It is going to be more of an experience than we've ever done before because we have different capabilities technologically this time. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. So when people are looking at, we're getting a slide projector. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's going to be, and Adam's going to go, okay, here's us. uh, When we worked into the Halcyon and then noticed there was a large TV in front. Uh, Advanced slide. slide. Yep. (laughs) And then the red pointer. Um, Yep. So, but we're, we have, um, we have some technological capabilities. We're pulling out all the stops. We know that in general, um, <laughs> San Diego, especially San- during San Diego Comic-Con, uh, is not a uh, overly affordable place to hang out casually. Uh, so we, we know that we are honoring that, um, that, that ticket and what you're getting for it. And that experience is going to be this by far will be the most in-depth experiential mosh isley we have ever done that's all i'm gonna say okay everyone chill out everyone is ready to pounce (laughs) but i'm saying if you are on the fence about being like if should i go to mosh isley in san diego you literally have 
two more hours, three more hours to buy a ticket and go get the t-shirt bundle, get the poster bundle, uh, and come and hang out with us. It is going to be insanely cool. After that, it's just general admission. So get it together. Get it together. All right. And I'm going to, I want, I want to draw a parallel here to Bayside ticket sales and Mosh Eisley ticket sales right now. Okay. Bayside shows generally sell out, but they trickle. The, the sales trickle. They trickle, and then a week before, a couple of days before the show sell out. Mosh Eisley will sell out. Right now, there are tickets left, but it will sell out. So, Mike, you just said, if you're on the fence about going, blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't be on the fence. Just buy tickets. If you can't make it, sell them. Someone's going to want them. Yeah, get them. Um, and case, I, you, you get the T-shirt and everything, and... You just whoever you hand the tickets off to, they pick it up for you at the show. If you don't go, I think <laughs> Dano just jumped on and said, "I just screen recorded that clip just <laughs> to make sure no one said anything." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I mean, Nick is right. I, I think what we're getting used to <clears throat> for what is traditionally, I guess, uh, San Diego Comic Con culture is comic-con is like literally like a hose it's like a fire hose you hear so little about it and suddenly it's just like here's six thousand gallons a second just of information and it all comes at like two weeks before they you, no one knows the guests who are there it just literally is like hey we just want to remind you this is the biggest convention in the world so mm-hmm. if you are considering and going eh, i don't know what else is going on it's <clears throat> it is going to be insane um We can also announce uh, that we have a couple sponsors that are going to be helping us through the party. Yeah, Um, probably the biggest uh, the biggest one for people who are into, um, you know, having a good time. Uh, Mm -hmm. New Belgium is sponsoring Mosh Eisley this time, uh, which is really rad. If you've ever had the uh, Voodoo Ranger series or uh, any of their other really great um, hazy IPAs, uh, we have a whole bunch of uh, they're offering a lot of, of their beer portfolio. Uh, for us, which it'll be great for the VIP crew. And they're actually going to take care of a lot of, um, they're going to help us promote. Uh, so we're excited about that. And then we have a couple other sponsors coming down the pipeline, but we've got crafted cores again. Yes. And yes. Um, punch it, chewy press. Yep. So, so far of the ones that we can talk about, which is, which is rad because crafted was our sponsor for the first Mosh Eisley. Uh, and of course with, uh, and, and it's our venue, which I think is another thing. Cause I know that sometimes people have said, Oh, well, if I, I can't bring my, you know, if you're planning on going to the Padres game and they won't let you bring your lightsaber in, well, guess what? We're encouraging you to bring your lightsaber to Mosh Eisley and, uh, and come lose your mind with us. It'll be worth it. Yeah. It's going to be wild. All right, Jason suggested answering the uh, the original Armor Party lightning round questions. Is that fast enough that we can knock that out in five minutes, or should we just get out of here? Oh, boy. Yeah, let's do it. Do I have it? Do I have them? <laughs> That's a rhetorical question, I assume, because uh, I don't have the answer. Oh, my gosh. I'd have to look and see what my very first episode of John Rodriguez was. You don't know this off the top of your head? Some host. Uh, I know. It's crazy. Um, and shout out, of course, to everyone who has listened to Armor Party. Uh, I have gone through some personal things over the last like five weeks that have uh, distracted me greatly from my Star Wars endeavors. And I am so grateful for people who have asked and been like, hey, is everything cool? It is. It's just until Star Wars pays my bills, I've got to hang on for a second. 
And uh, other than that, you guys, I'm bringing it back this summer and maybe in a different format because I'm so inspired by what we did here tonight. Look at this podcast. What, audio, this video, a third thing? A third thing. A fanzine. You should do Four. armor card or fanzine. A zine. <laughs> All right, let's look and see if I've got the original... I mean, any of those from the, the early episodes. It's all Okay, here line. we go. All right, lightning round. I'm bringing it up. Here we Nick, go. you go first. Okay. okay. Nick. Yes. Which costume in the Lucasfilm archives would you love to examine the most? Mm. Is Jabba's Jabba a costume? <laughs> well, there were like four dudes inside of Jabba, so I yeah. would actually say, of course, it's a costume. So okay, you like you like Java's Java. Okay. Yeah. Adam, what about you? Uh, so just to like check out, right? We don't get to like take it home and no, no, you cannot steal it. No, they, they make sure you don't. Mm, damn. Well, um, original trilogy, you said? No. As long as it's in the Lucasfilm archives. Oh, damn. I don't know. I mean, I would, I would love it. We get to handle the costume right yeah 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 yeah. with gloves you have to have gloves on though i'm not letting you get your greasy mitts all over boba fett's original armor um anything that carrie fisher wore just for like the sentimental thing maybe sure. the uh like the endor she's got that kind of like officer's uniform then with the poncho and the thing i'd love mm -hmm. to hold that helmet the original one because I, I love the design of that helmet and yep. um the donut yeah and i really like that officer's uniform which was used as inspiration for um conics well conics and then something in in um ah, what's her name did recently it was in mando you're talking about the we talked about it on an episode anyway it was recently um used the as amnesty program yes yeah 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 pretty sure nice. oh no 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 um right. uh the uniforms it was one of the New Republic uniforms. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Dig it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So who lightning. has, who has the, yeah, it's still lightning. So <laughs> uh, who has the coolest lightsaber in all Star Wars? Nick? Hmm. Come on, man. It's lightning. Right? Kylo, Kylo just popped in my head. Love Kylo, Kylo. Ren. Mm. Wow. Love it. A very strong blade. Unstable, but very strong. Adam, what's the coolest lightsaber in all Star Wars? Um. It is a tie. Actually, no. It, it, close second is Luke's um, Return of the Jedi saber, but my number one is Obi-Wan's. I, I really like that emitter style. I like that old grenade piece that's used for the, kind of the midsection. Yes. Only thing I don't love about that era of lightsabers is a giant switch because it's the most uncomfortable thing ever to, to, to carry. Sure. But Obi-Wan's has always been my favorite. It's crazy we're both wrong because it's Leia. Leia has the best saber. So you're, talking about, you're talking about this switch right here? God, it's so huge. <laughs> it's just so huge. So, okay, sounds good. All right, uh, let's see. Who has better costumes? Nick, the good guys or the bad guys of Star Wars? Definitely the bad guys. Okay, that was quick. Definitely. All right, Adam, good guys or bad guys? Um, there's, um, really, uh, there's one answer. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Mm. This this depends on how you answer. The, I'm gonna answer your question with a question. Oh my gosh! Mm. Are Mandalorians good guys or bad guys? Yes. Go on. So both. The Mandalorians <laughs> have the best costumes. Period. 
Wow, that is a bold statement. Please, in the comments, please fight amongst yourselves. Uh, okay, so Mandalorians, there we go. So, yeah, so uh, are the most benevolent characters in Star Wars. You get to pick one blaster from all of Star Wars to take with you on your next mission. Nick, what blaster of Star Wars do you pick? Mine's right here. Ray's blaster. Boom. It's a good one. He's got it ready, ready to go. Adam, how about you? You got to make that face that she makes. <laughs> yeah. Um, DL44, Hans Blaster, 100%. Yeah, pretty classic. Or or any of them. Any And, you know, Luke has them. There, there's a bunch. Right. Han sure. had a whole shoot, you know, under the, the bed tub full of those, apparently. There's like right. nine different versions. Right. C96, Chinese Mauser. Nice. Yep. Okay. Uh, if someone picked up the tab on your next build, all right, so now we're thinking like 501st, any costume uh, that you could ever imagine making. And someone else said, listen, I just like Thank the Maker so much. I want to pay for you to make a costume. No matter the cost, Nick, what character from Star Wars would you love to build the costume of? Vader, and it has to have, I have to, the boots somehow have to make me just as tall as Vader. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so have lifts in them. Okay, cool. So we now have, okay, yeah, that's, that's entirely doable for <laughs> sure. Uh, so we'll put painter stilts on you and we can make that happen. Yeah. Uh, Adam, how about you? What, uh, what, what costume out of star Wars would you like to become the character of? I was going to say Vader as well, but since someone else is picking up the tab, all, uh, synthetic or vegan leather, mushroom yes. leather, that's sure. super expensive right now, or a cactus leather. There's a bunch of other options out there, but since Nick already picked it, I'll pick something else. Okay. I want, uh, a Wookiee costume. Oh, I want um, with the the mask by um, Tarful. No, <laughs> what? Uh, no, the the maker. Damn it, we follow each other. Um, he's great. Um, Captain Nader. Captain Nader. Yes, makes the 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 best. Yep, he does. Um, but I need it all made out of human hair. I know that sounds <laughs> gross, but I'm not putting <laughs> okay other yeah fur on on me. All right, vegan um, again. Okay, sure. It's uh, it's a weird request, but it actually checks out. This tracks. Uh, okay, sounds good. So we have a Vader and a Chewbacca. Um, I actually would probably do... Any Wookiee. Sure. I, I think I might do, which sounds crazy because I'm in the middle of a Boba Fett build. I actually might do Jango Fett. Nice. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't see enough Jango Fetts out there. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? It's kind of, kind of unique. Um, let's say in Star Wars. Nick, what planet would you like to visit in Star Wars? Alderaan pre God, it, get out of my brain that is <laughs> it's just beautiful it is yeah. it is very beautiful oh yeah okay uh adam how about you uh, you can't pick alderaan because nick already did it damn it it's beautiful it's like the alps but not cold right well it used to be like the alps because yeah, remember now it's the yeah rocks All right now it looks um like birthday cake um what's space miami called where um Niamos. Niamos. I'll go to Niamos. Welcome. Yeah. To you want to switch? Let's switch. Sure. You could have Alderaan right. back. I'll yeah. go to Niamos. Deal. I want to party. Okay. Sounds good. So one of you is is flying to Alderaan. One of you is flying to Niamos, which I can't say because I'm Midwestern. <laughs> um, which ship would you get to that planet in? Nick, I'm all of Star Wars. What ship would you take? Hmm. I feel like I'm I, I'm low key bougie, so one of Padme, <laughs> one of Padme's ships because they're probably pretty bougie. All right, okay, yeah. and then boo, and a Nabooian cruiser, Stark, yeah, cruiser. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Adam, how about you? The Falcon, obviously. <sighs> I just, I feel like I set you up for that. 
Spaceship. It is. It really is. A Corellian YT-100 freighter. Okay. Sounds good. YT model freighter. I mean, there's a lot of people in the comments that are saying that you guys might have picked the wrong stuff, which is fine to each their own. And that's what makes Star <laughs> Hey, that's my so ship, amazing. dog. You can get your own ship. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you, can, you can win it from me in a game of Sabacc. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. So that was, the, that was seven questions that I could ask for lightning round, and they only get more interesting from then on out. So I hope you guys will bring me back on to this podcast that I'm also mm-hmm. part of. Yeah, you'll be allowed. And we can do this every single time. I like it. Wonderful. This is good for streams. It is good. It's very good. Look at the people are fired up. Oh, a lot of people said Chewy's bowcaster. So apparently, mm. apparently, Nick, your, like blast, thing. your blaster's too small. So oh yeah, for sure. But I just, it's not the size of the convenience, blaster. Convenience, you know, convenience. Yeah, I get it. I do. I do. All right, let's get out of here. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't pressed the subscribe button by now, weird. That's weird. It is. Uh, weird. Press it. Force push it, whatever, smash it, um, hit the bell. Is there a bell still? I don't know. Um, do all the things that everyone else says to do. And share this, actually. Th- that would be as good or better than subscribing. Sharing a link to this YouTube channel or this specific video, whatever is your favorite so far, shout us out on, on social media. It's really helpful because we have a ton of subscribers on on the podcast, according to the analytics. we got to move those folks over or... Or, or bring them to YouTube as well. So help us out. We appreciate it. Patrons, we really appreciate what you do. You make this thing possible for real. If you want to be a patron, listener, or viewer, patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod is where you can go to do that. We have a completely ad-free podcast feed. There's exclusive merch. Uh, we're going to do some exclusive live streams. I'm getting the stuff set up. Obviously, look at us. We look so pro. We're getting there. We're really doing it. And... Um, it's as little as five bucks a month, all the way up to I think thirty-five is the top tier. Quarterly merch, stickers, shirts, all kinds of stuff. It's great. And uh, thanks to Roosevelt's for everything, as always. MoshIsley.com if you want to get Mosh Isley tickets and those merch bundles, which will be gone in a matter of hours. Three and a so, half hours from right this second. Do it. Follow us all on social media. That that'll be in the show notes. Dudes, I love you. I love you. Yeah. You said the wrong thing, man. I want you to know that I love you though. Mm. Okay. I love you, man. I know. I know. <laughs> Until next time, may the force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible.